0: And good morning to all those of you that are tuned in online. It's wonderful to be here. Uh, And it's true that my wife and I, um, uh, Pastor Yang and Pastor Daphne, are our two favorite Singaporeans. And um, not only are they the senior pastors of Cornerstone here, but they're also missionaries to Wales and England. And we're just so grateful uh, for your church in investing in the church and in Christ's kingdom over in the UK, and we're, we're believing for increase and we're believing for more overflow uh, from the Bible College into Wales and into England and into Scotland and into Ireland, and that's our prayer. We were we were at the um, uh, the commissioning of the college. Um, And I remember there just being there, just feeling this stirring uh, that what you are doing there will come back to you here. And uh, I'm very, very excited. Well, it's wonderful to be here, wonderful to have this opportunity uh, in this particular service today. And we'll be praying for all those of you that are going on the camp. Um, uh, If you are on social media, I'm on Instagram and Facebook, Canon J. John. Send me a message if you're online. I like to know where you're watching from. Last Sunday, oh, last Sunday, uh, yes, was Pentecost Sunday. And I want to continue with that theme of Pentecost and talk more about the Holy Spirit. Uh, We Christians, we believe in God the Father, we believe in God the Son, and we believe in God the Holy Spirit. But sometimes it's very difficult, isn't it, to communicate and explain that to other people. Because we say Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and then people go, ah, so you believe in three gods, And we go, no, 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 we believe in one God. And they said, no, there's a Father, there's a Son, there's a Holy Spirit. And sometimes we Christians don't know, well, how do we articulate this? You see, many people, uh, this is what they do when it comes to the Trinity. They go, one plus one plus one equals three. But you see, that is the wrong mathematics, it's the wrong mathematics. The right mathematics is one times one times one equals one. That was very good, wasn't it? Very good, very good. You know, and, you know, I'm a father, but I'm also a son, and I'm also a brother. You know, and, and our God that we have been worshipping these last few minutes, beautifully, uh, expresses himself as a father. And as the psalmist says in Psalm 103, he is tender and sympathetic. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love towards us. He revealed himself as the son. The invisible God became visible in Jesus. The intangible God became tangible in Jesus. The unknowable God became knowable in Jesus. And during the time when Jesus was with his disciples, Jesus was the paraclete, the Greek word Parakletos which we translate into our Bibles as, as the counselor, as the comforter. And Jesus was the Paracletos to the disciples. But then after the death of Jesus and before his ascension into heaven, he said to the disciples, I'm now gonna go away, but I'm going to send another Paracletos." I'm going to send another comforter. I'm going to send another counsellor. I'm going to send someone else. You see, if Jesus was here now in bodily human form, if he was here now, I'd sit down and let him speak. (laughs) Definitely. But if he was here, he couldn't be anywhere else. Because he could only be at one place at any one time. But he says, I'm going to go away, but I will send my comforter, my counselor. And my comforter and counselor will live in everyone that wants to be my child, that wants to be my follower. So we can have the power, the presence, the peace of God. In us by his Holy Spirit. Now, in the Bible, there are five different symbols to uh, explain to us and communicate to us uh, that reveal to us the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to tell you about these five symbols. I'm sure you're familiar with many of them. But if you are, I hope you're going to be reminded. Um, And if not, I hope, it will be a revelation to you. The five symbols of the Holy Spirit in the Bible. Number one, wind. Number one, wind. 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 And we, a divine wind was present at the creation of the universe. And we read in Genesis 2, verse 7, God's breath brought life to Adam. And Jesus said to a man called Nicodemus in John chapter three, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the spirit. And we read on the day of Pentecost, suddenly a sound like the rush of a mighty wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter two. The presence of God as wind. The breath of God to invigorate. The breath of God to bring life You know, and sometimes our lives, uh, they, they feel a bit stuffy. And what do we need? Of course we need the Spirit of God, but maybe we need the wind of God to breathe life, breath. Maybe we need the invigorating wind of God to just come and, you know, blow away any kind of unnecessary debris and just bring us that life, the wind of God. Maybe today you need the wind of God to breathe into your life. Image number one, wind. wind. Image number two, fire. What's image number two? Fire. Fire, fire. God himself was referred to as a consuming fire. We read that in Daniel chapter four, verse 24, and in Isaiah 33, verse 14. And in the New Testament, Jesus speaks of his mission on earth by saying this, I have come to bring fire on the earth. Luke 12, verse 49. John the Baptist said of Jesus in Luke 3, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire, fire. Now maybe, this is, we may not want to pray this prayer. Oh, come Holy Spirit, I need your fire. Ooh, I'm not sure, I'd rather have the wind. <laughs> but maybe some of us need the fire of God. Maybe some of us, you know, something, something's gone out. The light isn't burning. Maybe there's something in us that needs purifying. It's very interesting that in Canada, you've got what is called the Canadian wheat belt. It's literally square miles, square miles, square miles of wheat. Now, In the past, there have been what are called prairie fires, where the wheat catches fire for all sorts of reasons, maybe a human reason or another reason, and it's very, very difficult to put out a prairie fire. Now, let's just say that you're going for a walk with your family within the wheat belt, and you look ahead, Even though it's miles away, you can see that there's a fire. Now, what do you do? Well, you think, oh, I better run, let's run away. Do you know, you can never run away from a prairie fire. There's something about a prairie fire with wind where it just, it literally just, and miles it just burns instantly. What do you do? This is what you do. You light up another fire. What do you mean you light up another fire? There's already a fire. Yeah, that's right, you light up another fire. You start another fire out that completely circles you. You then put that fire out. You then step into the burnt bit. The fire will come, it will rage all around you, but it will not touch you. Why? Because you've burnt those things that you're holding on to. You know, sometimes that we need the fire of God. Sometimes we need the fire of God to purify us, to purify whatever isn't, shouldn't be in our heads or in our hearts, purify us. Maybe we need the fire of God to just to burn away some of those things that we're holding on to, that we shouldn't be holding on to, clinging on to. Or sometimes we need the fire of God because the light's gone out. Do you feel your light has gone out? Maybe your light is just flickering, but you want more, more, more. Well, maybe today what you need to do is to pray, Lord, I want your spirit to come on me and and I'm inviting you to come on me as fire. What's the first word? What's the second word? Third word, water. Third word, water. The imagery of the Holy Spirit being poured out, like water, is throughout the whole Bible. And in Isaiah 44, verse three, we read, for I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on all your offspring. And in Psalm 42, verse one, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you. My soul thirsts for God, the living God. And Jesus spoke to a woman at the well in John chapter four. And he said to this woman, Springs, I can, I can give you springs of living water that will well up within you to overflowing. Are you thirsty? Ah, oh, there are, there's lots of thirsty people around. Thirsty, if you're thirsty, you need the, the, the spirit of God to quench your thirst by pouring out the water of the spirit. Maybe that's what you need today. You need refreshing. You need to be that refreshed, renewed. Maybe you need to be re-envisioned. Well, maybe, maybe you need to say today, Lord, come Holy Spirit upon me, into me. Maybe not as wind, maybe not as fire, but maybe I'm thirsty, Lord. I'm thirsty, Lord. Quench my thirst. Pour into me those springs of living water within me to overflowing. Word number one? Wind. wind. Word number two? Word number three? Word number four? Oil. Word number four? Oil. Oil. Oil and the Holy Spirit are associated in the Bible. In Samuel, 1 Samuel 16, verse 13. Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him, and from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came upon David in power. The anointing with oil is instructed by James for healing in James five. And the disciples of Jesus also anointed sick people with oil for healing in Mark six, verse 13. In Acts 10, verse 38, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And maybe we need the oil of the Holy Spirit to bathe us in his healing presence. Do you have a health concern? Do you know someone who has a health concern? Well, maybe today we need to pray, come Holy Spirit with the oil of your spirit. Bring your oil to bring healing to our minds, our bodies, our souls. And also, you know, What an encouragement we had earlier on. Come at the end of the service, come forward. If you have a health concern and the church will pray for you. And and can I encourage those that are praying, uh, particularly uh, with serious sicknesses, anoint people with oil. Our next door neighbors, uh, not Christian, called, my wife and I, the neighbours from heaven. I mean, that's really encouraging, isn't it? Isn't it? We, we wouldn't want to be called the neighbours from the other side, would we? <laughs> Very encouraging. And every time we, we go round to the neighbours, ah, oh, it's the neighbours from heaven. Anyway, the, the woman had a stroke. And as a consequence of the stroke, she fell into a coma. She was transferred from our local hospital to a very renowned hospital in Oxford called the John Ratcliffe Hospital. The daughter came round and spoke to my wife and said to her, oh, we've met with the consultants, the doctors, they've said that she has no brain activity, and she's on a life support machine, and we have decided uh, after five days, we're going to switch the machine off it so she can die. So we're just going to spend five days so that the relatives can come and visit her. So my wife says, well, can my husband and I visit her? And the daughter said, please, would you visit her? Because my mother was so fond of you. Anyway, the only day I could go was the fifth day. So the fifth day, we're now driving. And I have to, I'll make a confession. I was in a bad mood. And the reason I was in a bad mood was because I started moaning. I can't believe it. She was in the local hospital. We would have been there in 10 minutes. Now we've got to drive an hour. You know, isn't it funny, your humanity? It's like, I'm gonna go and visit a woman who's gonna die tomorrow, and I'm moaning about the journey. Anyway. We get there, yeah. And and my intention was, well, she's brain dead. She's going to die tomorrow. I thought I'm going to take my oil. I'm going to anoint her with oil. I'll say a little prayer for her and let her die. That's what I thought. (laughs) Well, that's what I thought I'd do. You know, give her what you know the last rites. Yeah. So anyway, we walk into the room in intensive care. And as we walk into the room, I start speaking to her. I said, hello, Joyce. I said, it's the neighbors from heaven. I said, we've come to say hello to you and say a little prayer for you. And then I said, now what we're gonna do is pray a prayer and then I'm gonna anoint you with oil. So I took her hand, I held Killy's hand, she held her other hand and I said, Joyce, we're gonna pray the Lord's prayer. So we start praying, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. And when we said your kingdom come, she woke up. It was really scary. No, it was, it was really scary. Cause it was all slow motion. You know, and, and look, this is the amazing thing was, we didn't even play, pray the whole prayer. We, we only prayed half the prayer. I didn't even get to anoint her with oil. Anyway, we go back home. I go and see her husband. I said, Alec, she woke up. He says, don't joke. I said, I wouldn't joke. It's not a joke. I wouldn't joke about things like that. She, and she goes, no, she's no, She's brain dead. I said, no, she woke up. And he goes, no, she didn't. I said, she did. Anyway, it didn't really matter because she came back 10 days later. Anyway. Look, you know, I tell you that story just to, just to build your faith, build your expectancy, give you a little faith lift. You know, so be expectant for a miracle. Be expectant for healing. I, I, I believe in that word push, P-U-S-H. Pray until something happens, yeah? Pray until something happens. Just keep pushing, keep praying, keep expecting. Word number one, what was that? Word number two? Word number three? Word number four? Word number five, dove. Five? Dove. Dove. Did you know that the dove is the only bird without a gallbladder? I know, you've learned something new today. (laughs) It's the only bird without a gallbladder. In other words, it's the only bird that does not store up toxins. That's why it is a symbol of purity. Now, maybe we need to pray, come Holy Spirit, like like a dove. It's a symbol of purity and it's a symbol of peace. And maybe you're lacking peace today. At Jesus's baptism, John the Baptist said, John 1.32, I saw the spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. Maybe you're anxious, anxious about your health, maybe your children, maybe your family, maybe you're anxious about your marriage, maybe you're anxious about your vocation, your job, your future. What do you need? You need the peace of God. And maybe the dove needs to come and just rest upon you. Now, John, John, Revelation chapter three, verse 20 There's this beautiful picture of Jesus standing outside of a door of a house knocking. And it says this, if you hear the knock, open the door, let Jesus in. If you haven't yet opened the door of your life to Jesus, open the door, let Jesus in. Invite Jesus in. When Jesus comes in, He will come in by his spirit. Don't just let him be resident, but make him president. You see, it's very easy to come on in, come in. And then you open a cupboard. Get in there, (laughs) shut the cupboard. So you say to, Is Jesus resident? Yes, he's resident. Where is he? He's in the cupboard. Is he president? Ah, have I surrendered? Now, there are three do nots in the Bible. When it comes to the Holy Spirit, three do nots. Do not resist the Holy Spirit. Do not quench the Holy Spirit. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. In other words, when you open that door and you say, Jesus, come in by your spirit, you then say, I don't want to resist you. So you, you allow him freedom in your life, every area of your life. You say to him, Lord, I want you to reign and rule over my whole life, my whole life. I love that, that old illustration of, of the double-decker bus with the big sign on the side of the bus, egg and bacon, the great British breakfast. And the bus went past the field, and in the field there was a chicken and a pig, and the chicken turned to the pig and said, look, 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 we're famous. Wherever the bus goes, they talk about us. And the pig turned to the chicken and said, it's all right for you, isn't it? You only have to make a contribution, but for me, it cost me my life. You know, God is not interested in contributions. He wants our lives. So we pray, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. I'm gonna lead you in a prayer and then I'm gonna ask Killy to pray for you. Come on up, Killy. Please stand. Whether you're you're here, whether you're online, if you're online and you were sitting down, please stand up. (laughs) If you're cooking Sunday lunch, sit down. Seriously, do something different to what you're doing. Just pause your Sunday cooking just for two, three minutes. Okay, I'm gonna, first of all, it may be that you need to open that front door and let Jesus in. Maybe you need to do that today. And then say, come Holy Spirit. Maybe you need one of those images. Maybe you need the wind Maybe you need the water. Maybe you need the oil. If you're like me, I want everything. I always say to the Lord, give me everything. I'll have the fire. I want the dove. I want the, you know, but whatever it is. And then you say, come. But listen, if you haven't yet opened that door to let God into your life, let him in. Open that door. Let him in. I'm going to pray a prayer. And you pray this prayer. And then... We'll say, I'll say a prayer for the Holy Spirit to come, and then Killy will pray as well. So echo this prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for knocking on the door of my life. I open the door of my life now. I bow before you. I know I have done many things wrong. And I thank you for dying on the cross for me. Cleanse my life. Set me free from the past. Come into my life by your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your presence. Fill me with your peace. Fill me with your power. Help me to build my life on you. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer. Amen.
1: Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. And we do pray, come, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you know each one of us. You know exactly what we need. So I just pray now, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would come and meet each person here in the bowl of their need. That, Lord, they truly would know those springs of living water welling up within them. Come, Holy Spirit. Bring your peace to those anxious hearts. If you feel able, just open your hands as if to receive something from the Lord. He knows your hearts. You just need to receive. Thank you, Lord. Thank you,
0: Jesus. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us break us mould us fill us use us pray the blessing of God the Holy Trinity God the Father God the Son God the Holy Spirit bless us And help us to bless others. For your glory, we pray. Amen. Please take your seats. Just before we hand back, um, you know, I, I, I hope you, you've sensed the presence of God here today. I, I sense the presence of God in the worship. The Lord is here. And, you know, maybe just take a moment either to come for prayer, Either to come for prayer at the end of the service. I speak peace to this lady. This is peace to this lady. Peace, peace. Just be at peace. Be at peace in Jesus' name. Either come for prayer at the end or just stay in your seat just for two minutes. Just two minutes at the end of the service. And just like Killy said, open your hands and just wait. Just say, Lord, more of you, more of you. Just two minutes, just before you go out. We brought a few resources. We, I know, there's never an appropriate time to mention them, but these might be helpful. Can you mention those, Killy?
1: Yes, there's children's books. Um, so, How Can I Pray is a beautiful book, just showing people how to use the Lord's Prayer to pray, and knowing God, introducing little children to Jesus.
0: You know, um, a year ago, I felt we should give these books to children who were sick and dying. And we did some research, and we found that in the United Kingdom, there were 55 children's hospices and 50 children's hospitals. So it was a big project. But we gave away 3,000 of these to dying, sick children. You know, sometimes you just got to give things away, don't you? Give things away. And this one as well, Killy.
1: This is another book for children, little bit older children. Um, that's a good question. Were there dinosaurs on the ark? <laughs> and things like, um, will Jesus, how does Jesus fit into my heart? And um, and another one is, why did why do people die before they're old? So little questions that children ask. It's actually the children did actually ask the questions. I know, so. and
0: they're profound questions, aren't they? they? These are real, I asked children to send me their questions and they sent me a hundred questions. Oh my word, it did my head in. And, uh, but I chose 30 and I tried to answer them for children. So if your children have got questions like that, uh, two of the books were featured. I mean, this is 50 profiles of Christians. Uh, if you want a faith lift, 50 Christians from 50 different cultures and countries. Um, and then I wrote this book during lockdown, Will I Be Fat in Heaven? And um, and I, I I lots of questions. Why do bad things happen to good people? What happens when babies die? Uh, lots of, anyway, if any of this is useful, do have a look at, at the bookstall afterwards. Um, I want to give these to Pastor Yang, actually, and Pastor Daphne, because for their grand child and for them as well. But listen, thank you very much. God bless you. You've just listened to a production of Cornerstone Community Church. Please note that all unauthorized reproduction, distribution, or sale of the recording is prohibited. For permission to reproduce or distribute the sermon, please write in to mail at cscc.org.sg. We hope that you have been blessed.